All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. We thank you for joining us on today. It is another day that the Lord has made. We are to rejoice and be glad in it. Sunday, August the 9th. And we are here today just to give God all glory, honor, and praise for the wonderful work that he has done in our lives uh, over the last, over the, over the years, and even over the last few months uh, as we've been experiencing church differently each and every day. Um, let us bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you. For another day, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We pray right now, dear God, that you offer us everything that we are seeking for in this season. Not only that, dear God, we ask you, Lord, just to continue to speak to us what it is that you're calling us to do in this season of pandemic, in this season of uh, COVID-19. We ask you, Lord, just to make clear the call that has been placed on our lives, not only for ourselves, but for the people that we are connected to in our community, on our jobs, and around the world. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I turn it over now to our first lady as she will offer us a scripture for our moment of word and meditation this morning. Good afternoon, everyone. Praise the Lord. Our scripture comes from Psalm 139, verses 1, 2, and 3. Psalm 139, verses 1, 2, and 3. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. May the people of God bless his holy word. Amen. Amen. We thank First Lady for that scripture on this morning. We now turn it over to Brother Nathaniel as he will give us a song of praise. Nathaniel, are you live? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. Precious Jesus, how I love how I live. Praise, Holy Spirit, I am Lord. Teach 
Amen. Thank you, Brother Nathaniel, for uh, that moment of song and praise on this morning. We greatly appreciate you uh, each and every week. We now turn over to our pastor, Dr. James Henry Harris, for our word on this morning. Dr. Harris. Thank you very much. Thank you, Antonio, and thank you, uh, Demetrius, and thank you, Nathaniel. Thank all of you for your participation and sharing today. Um, Dr. Elton Hart will share with us at the end of our service uh, today with uh, giving us uh, a more up-to-date um, understanding of COVID-19. But right now, I want to thank all of you for tuning in to our Sunday worship service. We're so grateful and so thankful for the presence of each and every one of you. And I think I said before, I want to encourage you today to realize that we are, we are in um, a kind of evangelistic phase. From now, for the next five months, we want everybody to invite others to join in with us. It's a virtual evangelism. Join with us with our Sunday worship service as well as uh, other things that we provide during the week. So I want each person to become an evangelist, an outreach minister, in bringing in one or two other people into the fold while we're in this virtual mode. Uh, Demetrius read for you the first few verses of the 139th Psalm. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You know my thoughts from far away. You are acquainted with all my ways. This is our text today, and based on this text, I want to speak to you from the sermon title, The Intimate God. The Intimate God. Let us pray. Merciful and everlasting God, we thank you now for your blessings. We thank you for guiding us and strengthening us and for being with us today as always. Bless and strengthen all of us that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The intimate God. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You are acquainted with all my ways. My beloved brothers and sisters, it's not an easy thing for us to bear our bodies and souls to another. One thing is that we don't trust one another to be genuinely protective of our flaws. We're very concerned that people will not be protective of our scars, our wounds, our faults, and our failures. We are always on guard because we have, in one way or another, been hurt or abused by trusted individuals. Parents, uncles, cousins, lovers, spouses, booze and bows. Intimacy is not always sexual, though that's the most obvious form of knowing the self and other. Intimacy is deeply knowing someone and feeling deeply known yourself. It is something that humans crave. Men, women, children have a deep desire, a yearning, a hunger, a thirst for intimacy. 
It is something that we all, as human beings, dream of. It is something that we aim for. It is something that we hope for, something that we want, even if it is not said. And all of us know that this coronavirus has, in many ways, put the brakes on many forms of intimacy because we have to be so concerned about our health and about our strength and about the power of this virus. One of the things the virus has also taught us is that we're not in control. And it has also taught us that we're not even at the top of the food chain. The virus is. This intimacy that I'm talking about is something that we hope for, something that we want, even if it is not said. Just like some folk crave sweets, we know what we crave. Some folk crave peach cobbler and ice cream and chocolate cake and sweet potato pies. Just like we have those cravings, others crave affection. Adults like children also crave attention. We crave, we desire, we want, we long for love, we long for respect, we long for achieving goals and aspirations, and yet we put up barriers and roadblocks. We build fences and we build fortresses around our feelings and around our fears. We don't want people to know too much about us, even in this age that we're facing today, this age of Snapchat, this age of Instagram, this age of Facebook, this age of enormous technology. And yet, in this age, Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University, posts a picture of himself and a female friend half naked on Instagram. That's not so bad in and of itself, but when your whole university when your whole universe, all of your students and everybody else are fed a constant diet of conservative evangelical values, fed a diet of prohibitions, when it's a part of the motto of the school and a part of what they teach, private interactions between members of the opposite sex is a part of their honor code that is forbidden then the Instagram pictures make the whole thing a hypocritical sham a bald faced lie a Trumpian example of Republican double standards one for the elite another for the proletariat one for the leaders another for the peons one for themselves another for the people. My beloved, our text this morning is a powerful prayer. It is a type of confession that God is intimately involved in the life of the psalmist. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You have examined me. You have given me my thorough test 
and exam. You've looked into the deep crevices of my heart and into my soul. You have seen and identified my scars and scabs. You have uncovered the bumps and blisters that cover my body from head to feet. You have identified my weak and wanton ways. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. In other words, my beloved, God is deeply familiar with all of us. God knows us through and through. You cannot surprise God. You cannot inform God of something that God does not know. You cannot expose to God your behaviors, your attitudes, your moods, and your manners. God already knows it. Let's face it. The text says, you know when I sit down and when I rise up, you know the motion of my mind and the physics of my body. You know my actions and my behaviors. You know, oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. My beloved, our thoughts are discerned by God. You don't even have to say stuff. There's no need in cussing people out. There's no need in being nasty and ugly. God already knows. You don't even have to say it. So you don't have to say stuff to other people. God knows already. God is a mind reader and God is a heart fixer. God is a heart and mind regulator. God, according to this text, intuits. God discerns. God judges our thoughts. God is a discerning God. God is acquainted with all my ways, says the scripture. Your family, your spouses, your friends, all of them know something. They know some things. They are acquainted with you in some ways. They know how you act on Sunday. They know how you act in public. They know how you are on good days and on bad days. Folk are acquainted with some of your ways, but this text says that God is acquainted with all my ways. There is nothing about me, there is nothing about you with which God is not acquainted. God knows us. This is indicative of the all-knowing nature of the God that we serve. Yes, the theologians would say that God is omniscient. Yes, this text verifies it. Oh Lord, you have searched me. You have known me. You know when I sit down. And you know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You are acquainted with all my ways. I interpret this to mean that this is the intimate God. This is not Aristotle's God of being a 
unmoved mover? No. This is the psalmist God. This is an intimate God. This is black folks God. A God that we trust in. A God that we believe in. A God who has made a way from us out of no way. A God who enables us to survive even during this pandemic. Even during all of the stresses that we are under. God is still intimate with us. When you can't be intimate with anybody else, God is intimate with us during these days of coronavirus. God is an intimate God. Oh Lord, you have searched me. You have known me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts. We don't have to say it. doesn't have to be verbalized. And you do it from far away. You are acquainted with all my ways. God is acquainted with all of our ways. God knows us. God is an intimate God. And I'm so glad about it today. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you don't have to be worried. You don't have to be concerned about concealing stuff from God. Yes, we all may have secrets. We have stuff that we don't want other folk to know. But what does it matter? Because God already knows. God is an intimate God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. We thank Dr. Harris this morning for that relevant word helping us to understand the intimacy of God. Dr. Harris, we appreciate you this morning. We pray that each and every one of you will keep that word close to you, not only today, but in this season of coronavirus, in this season of virtual worship, but also share it with those that you are in communication with each and every day. I'm going to do communion now, and then after that, we'll hear from Dr. Hart. How about that? Yes, sir. All right. My beloved brothers and sisters, it is Communion Sunday, Second Sunday in Second Baptist Church. We come now to participate in Holy Communion, reflecting the same spirit of Jesus Christ with his disciples in an upper room near Jerusalem. Over 2,000 years ago now, Paul gives us our first indication, our first understanding of what has come to be known as Holy Communion. Let us pray. Eternal God, we ask your blessings upon us today as, today as we commune with you. We pray now that we may understand the intimacy that you have with all of us. And for that, we are so grateful and so thankful because you know us. You know our ways. You know our sitting down and our rising up. You are acquainted with us. And we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. This bread is a symbol of the body of Christ and the cup a symbol of his blood shared on Calvary's cross for each of us. So I want you to gather now your bread or crackers or whatever you are using, pancake mix, whatever, 
you're using in this age of innovation and serve yourself the scripture says that they've been served it goes on to say that but I invite you now to take the bread as you hear these words take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me eat ye all of it Amen. And likewise with the cup. The scripture says, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death until he returns. Drink ye all of it. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that after they had been served, they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. That is the spirit in which we participate in Holy Communion. But at this time, instead of going out to the Mount of Olives, we shall relax ourselves as we listen to these words of wisdom by our own resident community health doctor, public health doctor. Elton Hart. Good afternoon, Second Baptist. Here's today's health and wellness moment and COVID-19 update. The central region of Virginia, which includes Henrico, Richmond, Chesterfield, and Petersburg, is experiencing moderate, moderate community transmission of the virus that causes COVID-19. And unfortunately, the trend is increasing and we're actually approaching substantial community transmission. In other words, there are a lot of people in our region who are testing positive to COVID-19. Prior to White House influence and early in the pandemic, the Centers for Disease Control published mitigation strategies for various sectors of society based on the category of community transmission of COVID-19. And when an area experiences moderate community transmission, like the central region, the CDC's original recommendations for faith communities included the following. Reduce activities, especially for organizations with individuals with increased risk for severe illness. Second Baptist has individuals with increased risk for severe illness. The next recommendation is to consider offering video, audio events, which we are doing here at Second Baptist. Another recommendation is to cancel large events and for organizations that serve high-risk populations, high-risk individuals include any of persons of any age with certain underlying medical conditions such as cancer, obesity, serious heart conditions, and type 2 diabetes. Second Baptist unfortunately has a lot of individuals with underlying medical conditions. And finally, cancel gatherings of more than 10 people. Now, I know these practices seem strict. However, it's important that we continue to protect the staff of Second Baptist, including our pastor and our surrounding community. Blacks and Latinos comprise the majority of the cases of COVID-19 in Richmond, and Blacks comprise most of the deaths in Richmond. Therefore, I admonish all of us to remain hyper-vigilant with COVID-19 prevention measures previously recommended. Continue practicing social, physical distancing, six or more feet when out in public. Continue practicing proper hand hygiene. 
Continue wearing your face coverings out in public, especially indoors. Black people, please don't get caught up in the false narratives out of the White House. I want to encourage everyone to continue practicing the COVID-19 prevention um, that have been put forth um, so that we can continue to fight the, the spread of this virus so that we can all go forth and be well and be well and go forth. Thank you, Dr. Hart. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate that and we are so thankful and grateful to you for uh, your medical advice and for your wisdom. And I want to reiterate to the members of Second Baptist that we want to limit, as Dr. Hart just said, the numbers of people who are in and out of Second Baptist Church to 10 people or less. And that applies to all of our programs, whatever is going on there within the church to decrease the risk. And more and more people, as the doctor just said, are contracting the coronavirus. And we are seeing and meeting more and more people in our community who are suffering from this. With that understanding, I want to keep in mind now that um, I was informed early in the week that uh, Sister Jennifer Brown's daughter, Elder Mara uh, Brown, also contacted COVID-19. Sister Joan Tucker's brother, Reverend Clark, who spoke to us for our homecoming last year, also contracted COVID-19. And there have been a few other people. Saquon Crenshaw's brother, Daquan, this was a, a while back. I think he's over it now. And other persons, uh, including uh, Sister Erica Red was also tested positive for COVID-19. So we want to emphasize what Dr. Hart has emphasized, and he cannot say it enough. And we have to realize that this is serious. We have reached pretty close to 160,000 deaths in the United States. One quarter of all the people around the world with coronavirus are in the United States. And this is the first time probably in history that people traveling from the United States cannot be admitted into Great Britain or any of these European Union countries and other countries around the world as well. So we need to be cognizant of that and be aware of that and recognize that the social distancing that the doctor talked about the mask wearing, and uh, everything else, the hand washing and sanitization are all very critical and very, very important. Now let me also add, we want to wish happy birthday to others who have a birthday in August. August the 10th, Sister Ella Battle, and um, Deaconess Costins, birthday is coming up in uh, a couple of weeks. I believe it's, I know it's in August. Um, I'll remind you of the exact date during our evening Vespers. Um, 
Also, Wednesday, August 12th, is Reverend Gloria Lucas' birthday. We wish all of these persons happy birthdays. We want to keep in uh, prayer the people we have prayed for um, before, uh, Sister Joan Tucker's brother, and also a family member of hers had a, uh, had a stroke. So keep Sister Joan and Brother Tucker in mind, um, as well as everything else that we have been saying. I remind you that Sunday School with Reverend Hal White is uh, every Sunday at 915. The number is 609-663-4533. You can use that same number for the intercessory prayer with Reverend Gloria Lucas. That same number from 915 to 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings. The same number that you use for Sunday School, 609-663-4533. Wednesday Bible study uses the same number we use on Sunday. The Bible study with Reverend Red at 12:30 on Wednesdays. The Bible study is number same number 617-769-8209. And now my beloved, I want to encourage you to um, one of the things I have not said is that we, we we want to emphasize evangelism from now until the end of the year. We also want to encourage all of us to uh, we we need your your mailing address and email address. We have um, very unstable records when it comes to uh, getting in touch with many of our members, email and mailing address. So I, I ask you to, to leave it on the, on the voicemail at church, but it would be great if you just take a card, a little small card or a piece of paper, put your mailing address on it as well as your email address and your phone number and just mail it in to Second Baptist Church at 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond 23220. Okay? So please keep that in mind. And we appreciate in advance your cooperation and your support. I want everybody on this call to try to mail in um, your, uh, mail, your contact information, mailing address and email address, as well as your phone number. And you can do that or include it when you mail in your tithes and offerings or when you mail in your envelope. If you don't mail those in, just send us a note with that information on it. I want to appreciate in advance your, your, your thoughts. Um, Reverend Red goes over with us every Sunday uh, how we can give and the many ways in which we can give. And he's going to do that now. After I, I just want to point out to you that the, the painting on the lower auditorium level has been uh, completed pretty much. So we have painted the downstairs. Uh, in the next few months, we want to get a new sound system and screens. So when we do come back in the church, that stuff will already be done. I want to thank you in advance for your help and thank you in advance for your support. Thank you in advance for your tithes and for your offerings. And I want to just encourage you to continue to do well. Reverend Red now will talk to us about how we can give to Second Baptist Church. Thank you, Dr. Harris. I just want to remind everyone that uh, your options for giving has not changed. You still have the option up until 2 o'clock today to drop them off at the church. Uh, someone will be there to receive your tithes and offerings. Along with today, uh, if you're unable to get there before 2, you can leave them in the mailbox. 
And you can do that anytime this week, um, not just on Sunday, but anytime this week you can uh, go by the church and leave your tithes and offerings in the mailbox. You can also mail them in 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. Uh, if you are unable to mail them in, if you're unable to get by the church to drop them off, you have the option of uh, using our electronic uh, sources or our online sources for giving. Um, we are offering Cash App and PayPal. When you're using those options, make sure you go to sbcwestend.com. You can click on the Donate tab. Um, and using PayPal and Cash App, there should be a note section where you can include your member number. Um, if you're unable to uh, include your member number or do not know what your member number is, call the church, leave a voicemail, uh, and ask what your member number is, and someone will uh, give provide that information to you. After you click on the Donate tab, scroll down to PayPal, you will see the Give Here option. You can click on that for PayPal. And you scroll down a little bit uh, lower, you can see the Cash App options, whether you have iPhone or Android, Android operating systems. You can give using uh, Cash App. Go to the Cash App. And in the giving section for Cash App, you want to utilize uh, money sign, the second BAP money sign, second BAP. That's money signs, the number two, N-D-B-A-P-T. Those are our options for giving. We uh, ask that you continue to be encouraged to give, take Baptist as work, even though it is a little bit different than we, what we are used to. The work is continuing to be done at Second Baptist, and we are asking that you uh, seek God to uh, provide you with whatever uh, inspiration necessary to give your tithes and offerings to the church as we continue to do the work in our community and around the Richmond, the greater Richmond area. That's all I have for you today in regards to giving. I now turn it back over to Dr. Harris for our closing remarks and benediction. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Reverend Red. And thank you, all of the participants. Thank you, Dr. Hart. Thank you, Demetrius. Thank you, Nathaniel. We're so grateful and thankful to all of you. Uh, today I'm going to uh, have uh, a closing prayer and ask that we remember all of those who have contracted uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19. We're praying for their healing and praying for their strength. Let me just report to you that Reverend Andrew James has been cleared of uh, COVID-19 and he has um, sort of uh, said to me that he is gradually returning back to normal. So keep him in your prayers as well. Uh, keep Sister um, Eldemara Brown, Sister uh, Jennifer Brown's daughter, in prayer. Uh, Reverend Clark, Sister Tucker's brother, Sister Erica Red, and others that I may or may not have been informed about we want you to keep them in prayer as well. And also keep uh, Deacon Corbin, Emily Corbin, in prayer as well. Thank you all so much. Let us pray. Eternal, all-wise God, we thank you now. We pray for healing. We pray that you will touch us, touch all of us at Second Baptist Church. Keep our families safe. 
protect us because we are so frail, we're so vulnerable during this time. We all know that people are getting anxious about being at home. People are suffering depression and anxiety about the restrictions that are now being imposed upon us. But our prayer is that we will remain diligent and disciplined for a little while longer in order that the Lord will continue to make a way for us. Let us realize that we are not at the top of the food chain. We are susceptible to this virus, this unseen, powerful virus that has killed nearly 160,000 Americans. And a virus that has affected disproportionately black people in this state, in this country, and around the world. And as Dr. Hart says, as an older church, we have to be even more diligent and protective of our people. So you cannot go to parties, you cannot go to bars, you cannot go to family reunions, you cannot go to restaurants, none of these places if you want to be safe. Bless us now, O God. Help us to listen to the doctors, the physicians, and not to the politicians. Make a way for us. You have already done it. Heal us and strengthen us. O oh Lord, you have searched us and known us. You know when we sit down and when we rise up. You discern all of our thoughts from far away. You are acquainted with all of our ways. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now henceforth and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen. All participants are muted. All participants are unmuted. God bless you, Reverend Harris. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Thank you, Reverend Harris. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon.